When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Mike Templeton. And I'm Keith McGuffey. Man, I was really hoping that would throw you. I've been waiting for like <laughs> nope. I've waited for like eight weeks to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. I am an improv master. Good call. Good call. Yes, and please. The old switcheroo. Man, you threw me off. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> well there you go mission accomplished keith you threw right, right. off spencer i'm gonna call it a night thanks guys <laughs> thanks for listening everybody well uh before we you know quit doing the podcast forever because keith finally uh you know followed through on his master plan <laughs> right he waited a whole year for to, to pull that off right so yeah to not even throw you off a little bit uh, well, we're going to talk about what we watched this week, which was episodes 34, 35, and 36 from season three of the 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon series. Yes, that's Usagi Come Home, The Making of Metalhead, and Leatherhead Meets the Rat King. And Three really good episodes, actually. Yeah, they were actually better than, than I thought they were going to be, especially after the the okay episodes uh, <laughs> to put it lightly that we've uh, gotten lately yeah i think i said last week like the we've been on a real bad run like the last six episodes we watched i felt have been really really either poor or just below average mm-hmm. um but these really you know the titles are great and they they generally live up to the title right i mean usagi doesn't come home spoiler alert yeah but... true yeah or perhaps he finds a new home. I mean, that's true. But yeah, it. I mean, I was I was genuinely surprised with how good these three were. Yeah. Um, I finished watching them and I was like, I can't wait to talk about these. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for like Leatherhead meets the Rat King to kind of be something like you know Mega Shark versus Killer Squid or something like that. You know, like the, the Ninja Turtles equivalent. But it was actually a pretty quality episode. I honestly, I think that was my favorite one out of the three. Me, me like, too. like it actually kind of blowing, blowing my lead there, but like, yeah, it was definitely my favorite of the three episodes. Yeah, this DVD often finds its way into my player for months at a time because of that episode. Just yeah. the title alone. Anytime I'm just kind of bored, I'm like, yeah, I, I can watch the Leatherhead beat up the Rat King. You know, yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, so like that's. And oh, the other good news is we only have one more DVD left of season three. That's it. We've, we've, we're, 
was it two weeks ago we were in the tail end of season three and now yeah, yeah we're getting there yeah we only have one more dvd left that's like four 87 episodes worth of content right there so we're almost done when did we start this season like how many months has it been I, I, yeah how many months has it been since we started season three i mean the podcast has been going for only about a year you know a little over now but uh so it wasn't that long ago you know we are making our way through the series at a pretty decent pace but now i need to look at the list of episodes and, and figure this out okay so i i think i got it I got my notes up here. Season three, episodes one through three. In my Google Docs, it says last modified April 1st. So from April until I'm presuming the end of this year is how long it took us to get through season three. Wow. Yeah. And what a journey it's been, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I just hope that I get some sort of sense of accomplishment after finishing this whole series. I mean, when look, when you look at when you look back at it, you know, on your deathbed, you know, kind of reminiscing about everything that you did in your life, you're like, you know what? I punched through season three of Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Ninja Turtles. I really, uh, it's it's an accomplishment, you know. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be like that meme, like you're like I watched all the whole season three of Ninja Turtles in one go, and yeah, okay, Grandpa. <laughs> I mean, there's like what 42 episodes in this season. Uh, 47 episodes in this season. In this season, yeah. okay, 47. We're gonna assume each episode is like 24 minutes. We did this last week. <laughs> okay remember we, we were talking about how long it would take you to watch the entire series so you're right you're right yeah you're about the entire yeah. series, it's a lot it's 18 hours alone on this on this season you know it's a lot we did do this last week no you're right i remember now i do this yeah. all the time with lots of shows that i watch to just make myself <laughs> about myself you know so i go wow i dedicated a whole week to my of my life to watching dragon ball and dragon ball alone man i miss the days when i could do that oh i haven't done that in a long time (laughs) stupid life can i go back to being like 13 again yeah although when i was 13 i was like could i could i just be like 33 that'd be great i'm gonna start i started playing like final fantasy 7 like you know a game that i've played before and it's like I get half. I get to a point, and I'm like, I don't know if I have the energy to just finish this anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like I love Final Fantasy VII, nine, Final Fantasy IX too. I was like, that's one of my favorite games of all time. And I get, I get to a certain point, and I'm like, do I want to just keep going? Like, do I have the energy for another fifty hours? Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, like Metroid, Metroid Dread isn't even that long of a game. Like, people have made comments about this. Like all of a sudden, all these people are finishing it, and I'm just like, and I finished it in an okay time. I can't remember what my first time was, but like, it took me a long time still to do it just to find time. Oh, I just bought it. Oh, you just bought it? Yeah, I was doing a playthrough of um, all the Metroid games. So I finished Zero Mission because I wanted to play that instead of the original one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I started playing Samus Returns, the remake. 
and I'm having a good time in that. And then like I walked into GameStop on Monday and yeah, you know, I, I stopped in this GameStop because I looked for action figures and stuff. And there was like a Metroid Dread uh, special edition right there on the on the counter. Wow. Uh, apparently a dude returned it because it had a like a dent, like a full crease in the in the box on the front. Oh. And he's one of those collectors. Yeah. He's not even gonna and I was like, you know what? Why not? And then like I went I literally went to my car uh because I had an old cell phone in it and I like one of my old iPhones that I was gonna uh, get rid of anyway. Uh and I traded it in for the Metroid Dread Special Edition. Nice. If and... not, I'm not gonna play it anytime soon because I still have to <laughs> get to that point in the story. Yeah, I I stopped. Well, here, I haven't even played Zero. I, mean, I, I don't have Zero Mission, and I haven't played Samus Returns either. I've just played Super and then some of Fusion. But I was kind of like, ah, I know the story. is. It, it tells you at the beginning of Dread. <laughs> yeah, and like, I, yeah. I know I don't have to, but it's like I, feel like, I feel like this is a series that like I should at least give it the respect. Fair enough. You know? Yeah. No, I, I loved Super Metroid, and so I instantly, you know, I just instantly fell in love with it. I haven't played I've never played Super Metroid. Like, I, I know that's, Ooh. like, the one everybody loves. I'm excited for you. That's a good game. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm not I, one of those people that play played it. it. I didn't play it when I was young. I played it, like, I think the first time I played it, I was in college. So, yeah. not, it's not a nostalgia-based fun. Like, it is just a fun game. Yeah. No, it's the same for me. I never played it as a kid, but it was, like... A year or two ago that i it just popped up on the like the nintendo online library mm-hmm. and i like sat down and played it and was just instantly hooked like it even now like it just like there's a few things that are kind of wonky with the controls but like overall it's aged phenomenally it's funny because like uh when i was playing zero missions i got frustrated because like games where you run around back and forth like that like i not a huge fan of it uh-huh. um so i i quit actually for like two weeks and then i was like you know what i'll give it another go i'll find a walkthrough and i i'm glad i did and like i was literally so close to finding like what would make me go forward in the in the game uh-huh and i was like oh, okay and then everything just clicked after that and i like i pushed through and finished it like in another day yeah no after you get through your first metroid game and kind of like get what to look for it gets like easier after that with all i had a similar situation with ocarina of time i was in the water temple for like four years because i put it down and then someone was like oh still in the water temple today yeah someone was like yeah go under the stone and then after that like i was done with it in like two days nothing (laughs) so Anyway, that's another game I've never played. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I have the 3DS remake, but yeah, I've never played it. I think the 3DS remake is a bit better because, uh, like, especially like the Water Temple, they they that's, put that's in some things to help you out. Yeah, so, so like everyone's like, oh, like if if you're gonna play it for the first time, like play the remake. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. This is a podcast about Ninja Turtles. This has been the, our podcast about Metroid, the Ninja Turtle Power Hour, and Zelda. You know, Metroid and Zelda. <laughs> we.
we should probably yeah. move into our first segment. Yeah, we have you mentioned know, a the Ninja Turtles, right? Ninja Turtles game would be pretty cool. Uh, what the third Game Boy game is like that? Really? Yeah, I, Radical Rescue, I think it's called. You start out with Michelangelo, and you have to like rescue the other turtles. But as you rescue them, they each have a different power that lets you progress through different parts of the game. I guess I guess the first NES game is kind of a Metroidvania. Yeah, there's parts to it. I mean, you're not like getting power-ups to unlock other areas or anything, but no, it's a little but, more open open concept. A little bit, yeah, a little bit more open world. But yeah, I mean, it, you can see the DNA there. Yeah. There we go. We brought it around, made it in Ninja Turtle. Yeah, it, this has got a really, really long story. Maybe we should tell a different story. Ah, nice. Thank you. Let me tell you a story. Perhaps I can best explain. The story of my young friends and I is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi. All right. Uh, I'm beginning. I'm starting us off with episode 34, Usagi Come Home, written by the one and only David Wise. Pretty sure he's the one and only. Anyway. Shredder and Krang uh, decide that they're going to take down the turtles by getting Usagi to fight them instead, because, you know, he's amazing. They kidnap his caretaker, and Shredder tells Usagi that if he wants to see him again, he will have to beat the turtles for him. Usagi uh, refuses because he says that, hey, three lives are greater than one. That doesn't make any sense. So then Shredder gives him a second offer. If he beats Shredder in a duel, then Shredder will let Obento, his caretaker, go. However, if he loses, he is honor-bound to take down the turtles. Usagi is so confident in his abilities that he accepts. Shredder cheats and has Usagi's sword pulled away from him by a hidden magnet. Usagi tracks down and fights the turtles now because he has to. And the chase goes across the whole city. While this is going on, Shredder is waiting for his plan to uh, come to fruition and totally uh, fulfill itself. And so then he sends Bebop and Rocksteady to gather any fuel they can to fuel the Technodrome. Just anything around the city, apparently. Uh, Leo, at point, this point with the Turtles, Leo realizes something is off, so he decides to go to Obento to figure things out. Uh, when the fight reaches where Usagi fought Shredder, his sword is pulled away again by the magnet. They discover the magnet and point out that Shredder cheated, so Usagi is no longer honor-bound. They hatch a plan and the turtles play dead and let Usagi haul them back to the Shredder. The Shredder goes back on his word and tries to keep Usagi under his control. But then the turtles break out and so does a fight. The fuel stockpile ignites and everyone escapes and it all blows up just in time for everyone to get out. And of course, Shredder runs off and it goes down back down to the Technodrome and turtles get a drop off Usagi and, and head home again at the end. A riveting storytelling. Mm -hmm. Next up is the making of Metalhead, a Michael Reeves joint. I was very excited when I found that out. Uh, original air date of November 10th, 1989. Almost. Wow. What was it? 30, what? 33 years to the just day? Just about, yeah. Just, just about. By when, yeah. This, uh, when this episode comes out, it'll be just a day short. Uh, the turtles are laying in their living room, 
with a bad case of what Splinter's calling the turtle flu, which only affects mutated turtles. So thankfully, April, who's checking in on the turtles, is okay. Oh, sorry, it's the turtle pox. That's right, I messed up my note there. Uh, the turtles are feverish, sniffling, sneezing, and feeling weak, totally uncomfortable. April and Splinter are doing their best to take care of them. But meanwhile, in another attempt to destroy the turtles, Krang has built Metalhead, a turtle robot with advanced weaponry and who's capable of mimicking the turtles' fighting skills. To finish the job, though, he needs to scan their brainwaves so that Metalhead can program be programmed with all of their perfect fighting skills shredder bebop and rock city arrive on the surface to go and start staging robberies in an effort to draw out the turtles april meanwhile wakes the turtles up and encourages leo or leonardo encourages the turtles that they can still do this even though if they're sick or not they manage to stagger up to the surface where Shredder records their brainwave patterns before fleeing again. And the turtles are confused because Bebop and Rocksteady never back away from a fight, so they don't necessarily understand what had happened. Metalhead proves, after, being downlo after downloading the turtles' brainwaves, Metalhead proves himself to be an effective fighter against Bebop and Rocksteady, so Krang orders it to go seek and out and destroy the turtles. It surfaces in Splinter's room and easily shrugs off the Ninja Master's most powerful kick before, trying, before tying up him in April. When the Turtles show up to investigate what the noise was all about, they find themselves easily outmatched by Metalhead. As they're dragged away by the robot, Donatello uses a Turtlecom to short-circuit Metalhead's mechanical brain. They then drag him back to the lair to be reprogrammed, where they find out that it sounds and acts like all of them. In turn, with all four personalities, the robot is schizophrenic. Fortunately, Metalhead does warn them that the Shredder is approaching the lair, and the Turtles are able to lead him away. Metalhead joins the battle, firing on Shredder and his mutants as they chase the turtles. Bebop fires upon Metalhead and as they emerge on as they emerge onto the street, causing the old programming to conflict with the new programming. Now Metalhead wants to blast everything, including the turtles. April smuggles Donatello into the Channel 6 news building so that he can utilize a transmitter to stop Metalhead. Just as he's about to kill the other turtles, Donatello manages to switch to his newer programming causing him to only attack Bebop and Rocksteady. Shredder accidentally crashes into a cement truck and ends up covered in it. The turtles retreat back to the sewer and to the couch. April had to go back to Channel 6, and much to the turtles' chagrin, Nurse Metalhead will be taking care of them from now on. The end. Old television. Uh, next up, we have Leatherhead Meets the Rat King. This is season three, episode 36, originally aired November 13th, 1989, written again by David Wise. So the turtles are training in a garbage dump, fighting cardboard cutouts of Krang, Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady. Splinter decides they need more worthy opponents and sets Mike and Raph against Don and Leo in a game of Capture the Garbage Mountain. At Channel 6, April is reporting on a stolen tanker of rat poison. Vernon says she only scratched the surface of the story and sends her, Vernon, and Irma out to get to the bottom of it. They find where the tanker was stolen, which is next to a secret sewer entrance. Meanwhile, Leatherhead arrives in New York, having stowed away in the back of a truck delivering alligator shoes. He heads to the sewers to find the turtles and give them the beating of a lifetime, but falls into a trap hole. Turns out it was a trap set by the Rat King, 
who knocks out Leatherhead with a soda pop grenade and takes him prisoner. Rat King reveals that he is the one who stole the tanker full of rat poison. He's planning to use it as a base for a mind control gas, which will help him rule the world. Rat King goes off to find some test subjects for his gas, and Leatherhead uses the opportunity to escape. Rat King comes across the news crew in the sewers and manages to capture Vernon and Irma. April escapes through a pipe, only to be captured by the recently released Leatherhead. Back at the dump, Mike and Raphael are have they've made cardboard cutouts of themselves in an attempt to fool Don and Leo, while Don has made a garbage cannon to beat Mike and Raph. Mike is completely disinterested. He's already ordered a pizza to be delivered to the dump, and he's kicking back, relaxing. Don starts firing his garbage cannons, showering the pizza that Mike ordered in garbage, which enrages him. Uh, Mike then runs over to the other mountain, karate chops the cannon into pieces, and claims victory. The turtles are then interrupted by April over the turtle comm. Uh, they take off to the sewer to save April from Leatherhead. While Leatherhead is busy making a, a handcrafted bazooka, he explains the Rat King's plan to, to April. Uh, back to Rat King's lair, Irma and Vernon are left with an open container of the mind control concoction, the gases of which will turn them into mindless slaves within 10 minutes. Rat King then notices that Leatherhead is gone and goes out to find him. He runs into Leatherhead and they fight with their bazooka and soda pop bombs. The turtles show up and decide to let Rat King and Leatherhead just kind of off each other while they rescue April and run off to save Vernon and Irma. After saving them, the turtles taunt Rat King and Leatherhead back to the tanker. Leatherhead shoots them with a bazooka, but to his surprise, it's actually just their cardboard cutouts from the junkyard. The tanker explodes, Rat King's trapped under rubble, and Leatherhead goes blasting off again. Uh, Vernon had filmed the fight, uh, and he's excited to have the footage of the fight to show on the evening news, but it turns out he never took the lens cap off of the camera. The end. Classic Vernon. Classic Vernon. Mm-hmm. What a guy. You know, that's another character that really was perfect casting. I'm not really a fan of Vernon himself, but casting Will Arnett as Vernon for the for the live action for, for the, the yeah for the 20 the platinum dunes movies yeah that yeah. was actually that was actually a pretty good good casting choice right there I'm trying but to get yeah. in the habit of like not calling them the michael bay movies like i i get that that's how everybody like colloquially knows them as but like they're not directed by michael bay yeah he just threw some money at it right yeah he he produced, he produced them but they're not, it's not like they're his, like the Transformers movies are his movies. Like the mm-hmm. Turtles movies are his movies in that he paid for them, but that's not, it's not the same thing. Right. Yeah. But anyway. Let's but talk, anyway. Let's talk about some uh, stuff in the second time around. Hey, uh, nice junk. That's, that's, that's news. That's know, news, that's me, and you stay away from it, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's your, that's your bet. That's your bet. <laughs> Although we did change names at the beginning of the episode, so maybe it's yours now. I don't uh, know. It's exactly. Right. I'm Keith McGuffey. <laughs> and I'm Mike Templeton. That's exactly how I yeah. sound, too. You like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Usagi, right. come home. So... Shredder says in this that he's never lost a sword fight. <laughs> yeah. 
It can't be true, right? It's not true. Like, we've seen him lose several sword fights. Yeah. Splinter beat him with a walking stick. And then we also see him well, lie. Okay, you know what? You know what? That's technically not a sword. But he's fought Leo and lost, right? Like, But has he fought Leo with a sword? He's fought him with his blades. Um, well, so I don't know. I, I think Shredder is technically right, which is the best kind of right. Yeah, I, the only time I can think that Shredder has really had a sword is the ninja sword of nowhere. But even that was like a magic sword. So like there's one where he had a sword, I think, and fought one of them with like a pipe, like a gutter that they pulled off at some point. But maybe, I think that was a ninja sword of nowhere, actually. Probably ninja sword of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. It was that also kind of weird how he just pulled the sword out literally of nowhere. Yeah. Like he didn't walk in with that sword. <laughs> Fair enough. Also, do they ever end up getting Usagi home in this series? So, uh, no. Oh. And, I, and I mentioned this last time where I think this was supposed to be a backdoor pilot. I thought to, he would just spin off and do his own show. show. Um, but this is the last time that Usagi appears in this cartoon. So, yeah, he never makes it back home. And he's literally just living in New York with Obento. They just forget about it. They, they forgot about him. So it's like either either he didn't get like they didn't pick him up to be his own show, and it's like they just never cared to go back to that storyline and get him home. Yeah. Or Stan Sakai was like, "Hey, I, I let you use my character, and he's he's been outwitted by magnets twice in one episode. Please stop using my character." Yeah. Interface. <laughs> Inner piece. Do you notice? Do you notice that like the magnet got like noticeably bigger? Yeah, oh, it's, it's comically huge. Yeah, like it, it. Like when Bebop uses the magnet, he can hold it in like one hand, but then like when Donatello finds it and like brings it into the room, it's half as tall as he is. Yeah, it's like a love seat he's carrying. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man, I'm just I'm I still just can't get over the fact that they never actually send Usagi home. That's always the it, worst. It's funny when you think about it. Yeah, like he's literally just living it up in new york and like i if even if they never sent him home like i that's fine um but it's just the fact that they never like reference him again either also yeah. the title of the episode is usagi come home they don't even yeah. send him home yeah and i and that's what I, I literally thought like this was going to be him going home and it turns out no it's not like he's they just give up on that storyline and we know donatello like has the the transporter to go to other you know dimensions because later on we get hokum hair from another dimension of animal people maybe his dimensional portal only brings it can only transport rabbits from other dimensions yeah it's got to be it <laughs> yeah i thought we were gonna get like because the episode starts with this whole like interdimensional cable thing with just donatello flipping through channels and i thought by the end he would just happen upon or, you know, Michelangelo's eating pizza and he's like, oh, let's see what's on the portal. Yeah. It just happens on Usagi's world and Usagi comes home. But no, instead of that, he just lives with Obento forever. So, you know how I've always been like, we don't need any more of the 87 series. There's already so many episodes. You are. That is your catchphrase. They can, <laughs> they can make one more episode. 
just to send Usagi home. Like, just make it five minutes and just have him be like, bye, Usagi, we found it. Yeah. <laughs> he goes in the portal. Closure. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be called Usagi come home, parentheses, for <laughs> Usagi real this goes time. home. Yeah. Yeah. Usagi goes home. Just send him home. All right. <laughs> That's all I have. I'd, I'd kickstart that. I'd kickstart that. I'd kickstart it, too. That's all I had for that one. Yeah, that's all I got for that one, too. Well, then, this thing I found interesting in uh, the making of Metalhead is that uh, he started as a villain. You know, usually he doesn't start as a villain. Usually he's kind of like just kind of an ally or something that the Turtles themselves built. I guess in the 2003 series, he doesn't have the name Metalhead, but he is a villain for like an episode very briefly. That's the Turtle Bot, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was an action figure I always wanted was the turtle bot. And I never got one. Um, but also I thought Metalhead was like a short little guy with living hair. I mean, <laughs> yes, yeah. And the original Mirage series. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I think I like this metalhead better personally. Yeah, I definitely like this metalhead better. That metalhead is metal space head. This is metalhead one word. Uh, okay. Mm. Yeah, usually it's something like Donatello builds, and this one's Krang's invention. I, I, you know, I did know that this metalhead was um, Krang's invention mm-hmm. um, because so the toy metalhead, the toy line metalhead, is a good guy, which is another reason why I say that the toy line is its own universe. Yeah, um, and this version and the version in um turtles in time those are also bad guys mm-hmm. and then the next time we see metalhead proper is 2012 where donatello built him again but from krang parts right now speaking of turtles in time uh in that game when you beat metalhead he does this like kind of bouncing back and forth and flashing animation yep before he explodes and when Bebop shoots Metalhead in this episode, he does the same thing, which I thought was kind of cool. I noticed that. That yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. We also, uh, the other, other note I have for this episode is there was no James Avery. It was uh, Dorian Harewood. It was Dorian instead. Harewood again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very obvious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and then the other thing that I just, you know, noticed in this that I, I realized in like every cartoon and they're usually the character usually is a villain but just the robot version of the heroes trope like there's sonic where there's like robo sonic uh mecha sonic i can <laughs> mecha is no there's metal silver metal. and metal. mecha yeah all right there are different there are different metal robot sonics Look, man, I just thought he looked darn cool when I was a kid, all right? <laughs> well, which one? Because, like, again, we've established there's three different ones. Metal. metal. The one with the red eyes, he's blue. All like, of them yeah. have red eyes. He's blue. Like Two Sonic. of them are blue. Well, you know, the one in the surfboard, like this hoverboard racing one. <laughs> That's metal. That's metal. Metal. All right. <sighs> Pretty sure he appeared in Sonic X as well. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, no, he did not appear in Sonic X. You're right. You're right. But Vector did. But Vector can't forget Vector. I do like Vector. That's my other favorite Sonic character. That's anyway. a lie. Vector's nobody's favorite Sonic character. He's I love Vector. 
Vector's amazing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The Sonic fandom, every character is somebody's favorite character. Yeah. Yeah. Him and, and I can't even remember his name. I always forget it, but the Fermi B. The The chameleon one. That's SBO. SBO. That's his name. I was joking that Charmy B is your other favorite character. No, but you know, if you play like that Sonic racing with like the teams, he's part of their team. So you're just kind of stuck with them. Yeah, because they're the Chaotix. Chaotix, yeah. yeah. They're a detective agency. Yeah, exactly. I know dude. a lot more about Sonic than I thought I did before this. Oh, I, dude, dude. <laughs> I've I have three things that I know everything about Pokemon, Sonic, and Ninja Turtles. But I'm only a certified Ninja Turtle expert, so right. don't have my don't have my degree over there yet. Hey, you have to you have to apply for that. I know. Did you know? I found out you can get certified as a Pokemon professor. What? It's a whole thing where it's it's specifically for like the the card game, and you're basically a judge and a rules expert. But they call but the position is called uh, Pokemon professor. It's awesome. And I was like, I would love to do that, and I took the test and failed. But that's because I don't know the card game. Hmm. I know the video games very well. But yeah, the card game is just out there for me. And that was what all the questions were. And so you fail it. And then they're like, okay, you know, come back in like three months and take the test again. Wow. They have like a three month waiting period and stuff. Yeah. It was like, it was, I was surprised at how legit it was. Yeah, like like that is as serious as it was for me to like take the apprent like the test to qualify like as an apprentice for like being an electrician. <laughs> that, that is yeah. real serious. They're really taking that seriously. Wow. Spencer, you mentioned the the metal versions of the hero. This this show has leaned on that trope so much that we've already had metal versions of the bad guys too. Yes, we so have Bebop and Mighty Rocksteady. You're not wrong. Yeah. But I love seeing robot versions of characters every time. That's the problem. <laughs> See, I'm just, I'm a sucker for a robot turtle man. That is my jam. Yeah. So I actually have this metalhead action figure from NECA. Um, and it's great. It's, it's an, a very impressive figure. It's actually put away right now. <laughs> well, yeah, they're cool. Only other note I have is that the foot skis and cheap skates make an appearance in this episode. I know that I've been keeping track of that, but I have that written down. So yeah, we have we have talked about what things appear, especially their first appearances. But oh, this is also the first appearance of Metalhead. Speaking of which, there we go. <laughs> Making a Metalhead. What do you know? I thought that was kind of implied. Yeah, it is implied, but you know, I figured I'd just say it out loud so everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. You know, also fun fact, Leatherhead meets the Rat King. This is the first time we see Leatherhead meet the Rat King, just in case you didn't know. Wow. Speaking of, uh, like, toys making cameos in the show, Donatello builds this garbage cannon, but it's not a toy. It's not. And it's, it's not, yeah. it, it easily could have been that one, uh, God, the retro catapult. Yeah, easily. Um, but Michelangelo... I think we've talked about this before. Michelangelo has some sort of extra super strength. Like we've seen him beat up a robot with nunchucks and break the metal of the robot, not his nunchucks. Like he has monster strength. And in this episode, he karate chops a metal cannon and it does, it disintegrates into a billion pieces because he's so impossibly strong. 
He cannot withstand his karate chop. Yeah, the, the mutagen was already, you know, taking his mutation further at this point, for sure. Yeah. Well, if you remember <laughs> last time we saw Leatherhead. reference, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and last time we saw Leatherhead, uh, Michelangelo found the fountain of youth. So he feels like a younger turtle. Yeah. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Well, I mean, so did Leo, but remember the only thing Donatello jumped in too. He did. Is this they the... all have secret powers. Michelangelo just happens to be super strength. Is this the first and hopefully not the last time we see Leatherhead use crawdads as a weapon? Did he do that last episode? I don't remember him doing that. Last uh, he time... did. He had he had his crawdad clamps. He they were a... they were like handcuffs last time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but this and this one he holds them like pistols. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> so nuts. Oh man. Uh, Leatherhead calls Rat King the Rat Fink. I think we've talked about that before. That was yeah. A, we talked about Rat Fink character. Yeah. I don't know if he was referencing actually like that Rat Fink, but. It was it was kind of like ah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I really had to say about that episode. I didn't really notice like a whole lot of new fun facts. Yeah, like uh I did notice that like uh was it yeah, it was Leatherhead uh, meets the Racking was animated very well. Mm-hmm. Um all three of these episodes were animated pretty decently. Um, but Leatherhead Meets the Racking was was animated um it felt like a little bit more like anime style, um, which was nice. But I can't, I couldn't find what studio it was. Well, then, are we good to talk about the not nice things? I think so. Yeah. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I can't let you know. So there's like, that sword waving animation when like Usagi first drops down and sees the turtles and he's just like swinging a sword like back and forth over his head. Yeah, like, he's just like, path. <laughs> I, I did the motion. No one can see me except for Spencer. But yeah, he just like waves the sword. He holds it straight up in the air and just like waves it back and forth. Yeah, yeah like it's kind of like, it's bad. <laughs> I mean, the whole the whole sword fight wish with him and Shredder is really bad too. Yeah, it definitely reminds me of like Obi Wan versus Darth. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew it. I knew you were gonna say that. But see, like that—that that at least feels better because, like, that's two old men fighting, and like that's that's intentionally supposed to look like that. Like it's yeah. supposed to look like two samurai fighting. Yeah, it's an old I, samurai movie trope. Yeah, yeah I uh, don't think that's what they were going for here. Yeah. Like I think they just were they just were like we need to animate two swords hitting. Yeah, and that that's all it was. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, like it yeah. was it was two swords like smacking each other, but in like the most boring way possible. Yeah, who'd have thought that the shredder at a mutant rabbit fighting would be boring? Ah. <laughs> and like I I wound up I I liked Usagi more in this episode than I did the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it still is a little weird, you know, hearing Towns and Coleman play him, but it didn't seem as bad this episode. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. It was a little bit better. Also, I get that Usagi isn't supposed to understand the turtle's world, but sometimes it feels a lot less like he just doesn't understand and more like he's really stupid. 
Yeah, he he definitely took the idiot ball in this one. Uh-huh. Like he he was a lot dumber. And it, it that kind of sucks because like Usagi's not stupid. Mm-hmm. Like in his comic, he's not dumb. No, not so, at all. So to kind of portray him as like I, I get that they're, they're going for the whole fish out of water thing, but it's like he's he, you know that's you gotta give them you know give the rabbit some credit yeah there's a fine line between like not like being in an unfamiliar place and like not picking up on you know a few things because you're not like in in the culture and just being stupid yeah exactly (laughs) and it's like they just they decided to just you know we'll just make them all stupid yeah um because like the whole um in the last episode with him with the like the rabbit restaurant like that okay i get it that's that's haha funny but like yeah he just he just gets so stupid in this one and then they do that thing that i always hate where it's like usagi could have just told him at any point like hey the shredder's putting me up to this oh yeah like you know two characters talking would solve every problem (laughs) in any in anything and it's like he he doesn't he doesn't tell him like hey shredder's got a bento i have to do this like he he treats it like he has to kill the turtles and it's like i i get that he's honor bound but it's like does your honor require you to not tell the turtles your friends why you've suddenly turned on them yeah i, I yeah i was a little upset with that too yeah. All you have to do is just have a conversation. Just talk talk to the people in your life that you like. Like accidentally, you know? yeah. Just communication is key, guys. Talk like, yeah, really. talk to the people in your life. Like I know you come here for the Ninja Turtles, but we also have good relationship advice as well. Yeah. Like, like well, I mean, all three of us are happily married. So yeah. yeah. Like if you're being forced to kill one of your friends, like the best thing you can do is at least tell them why. You know exactly, guys. If you ever find yourself in a situation where you have to kill your friends, at least let them know why. Yeah, do and then them, do them that courtesy, and then you let your foot off of the ledge and their fingers and let them fall to their death, right? Exactly, exactly. You know, then you cut yeah. the rope, yep, and let them fall, you know, right? Right, but at least give them a you know, at least give it a fair shake and, and see if there's some way out of it, you know, say something. Some you heard it here like, first. Because he could have like blurted it out, like, you know, oh, I have to save Obento. And then like Leo could have been like, Obento, what's wrong with Obento? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My big anchovy with this, and we've harped on it already, is that they didn't send Usagi home. Yeah. The, credit, the credits started rolling. I was like, what? There's no way. Yeah. I know he's only in these two episodes. And for some reason, there is Case of the Hot Kimono in between these two episodes, despite this one starting. 30 seconds after the end of the last one. So I guess I have two anchovies, but they don't send oh, yeah, it. It did. It, it yeah. literally picked up like right after. Yeah. Why was Case of the Hot Kimono between these? Um, I mean, Case yeah, of the Hot Kimono. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. And then they don't send Usagi home, which I kind of thought was the whole point. And he's not in the series anymore. So why didn't they send him home? It, it really confused and perturbed me. Yeah. That, and on top of all of that, if, on top of all of that, if they can use any fuel to fill the Technodrome, why haven't they already just stolen a ton of fuel? Man, geothermal energy is a thing. Like, 
I, I can't believe they can't ever get the Technodrome out of anywhere. <laughs> well, it's just the whole thing of, like, if they can really use any fuel, like, they already stole a whole ton of Freon with a fake AC business. Like, they could probably very easily steal a whole bunch of gasoline or any other kind of fuel to bring to the Technodrome. With the oh, you're right. I, I totally forgot about the supercharger stuff. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about it, too. That's a whole B-plot. But Spencer, I'm going to do you one better. Do you know where fuel comes from? Oil comes from <laughs> the ground. Yeah. They're like, underground. They're, they're literally in where fossil fuels come from. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. Yeah, that, that one kind of was just like, man. And then... Yeah, I, They've stolen, they've stolen Freon. They drained a submarine. They're stealing fuel here. What else have they done? I, they've it's got to just be Krang messing with them at this point. Like, <laughs> that's why Krang never goes with them on these missions. Like, he, he's just messing with them. <laughs> Krang the whole time is the mastermind. Yeah. I almost like that better. Not going to lie. <laughs> He has says he has said that he likes to see both yeah, humans he, he, and animals he, suffer. So. Yeah, he like he flat out says he loves watching Shredder fail. Fair enough. So I think I think it's all an act. It's got to be. And then the other thing, didn't we talk about how like with Turtles Adventures that like the characters they take from it, they'd always make a villain in this show, until the writers were like, "Hey, no more making my characters villains." Yeah. I wonder, like, the same thing happens with Usagi kind of here. You know, it's like, oh, we brought him in as a good guy, but let's make him fight the turtles. We'll make him have to. We'll kind of make him a villain for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, when in doubt, take this character that we have the rights to and uh, make them a villain. <laughs> well, we talked about, they're, they're almost doing it backwards from the, like, the template of a crossover, like we talked about in our last episode with Savage Dragon, where, like, they fight first and then they're allies. And this one, they're trying to flip the script. Yeah. Yeah. No point. No points for flipping the script, guys. Right. Well, that's all I have to complain about for that episode. Uh, making a metalhead. <laughs> I have this note here that says that Donatello can't figure out what Bebop and Rocksteady were up to after they robbed the bank. But, like, why else do you rob a bank? <laughs> like they were trying to get all the money man come on i know you got turtle pox or whatever but you're supposed to be the smart one dude <laughs> mine was wrong use of schizophrenia you yes. know metalhead would have did disassociative uh identity, identity disorder, disorder. Yep. Yeah. yes schizophrenia is something totally different totally totally different yeah. So in the future, when you want to make those jokes about having disassociate, disassociated, yeah, I can't even say the word anymore, DID, at least say DID instead of schizophrenia. Well, yeah. also don't make those jokes. Don't make jokes about DID. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, it's it's a real thing. I mean, uh, I mean, lots of like, I mean, according, I mean, I'm an expert in psychology because I took an intro to psychology class in college, <laughs> but. <laughs> but my uh professor did say that there's a bunch like that it's considered an american phenomenon outside of america a lot of the times and a lot of like uh a lot of like psychiatrists and stuff outside of the united states don't think it's real 
Well, hmm. is it listed in the DSM five? I don't know. I I I don't know. But anyway, some people question its legitimacy, at least. Anyway, uh, we know Shredder already has at least Michelangelo's full personality matrix, like on a floppy disk, as we learned back in Cowabunga Shredder. So it's like, why didn't they have like all the turtles? Because that wasn't like that disk wasn't destroyed. It presumably Krang has a backup of it. So <laughs> this is kind of written down as one of my I love being a turtles, but like so Metalhead has to copy all of their fighting styles so that he can throw grenades and shoot lasers at <laughs> yeah. them. Like, like he literally doesn't come well, up at all. <laughs> you know what it is? It's just so he can anticipate their moves, not necessarily perform their moves. Possibly. Okay. But- like that's that's what I was waiting for. Oh no, mind. I think it's in the two thousand three video games when you fight the two thousand three version of Metalhead, which I forget his name, the Turtle Bot or whatever. Turtle Bot. Yeah. Uh, like he like has like lightning bolts in his hands. Oh no, it is in the show too. In the show, it's not laser late lightning beams though. But he he like switches out weapons for whoever he's fighting. Like he actually like does copy their fighting style. Like he's got a pole that grows out to be a bow staff and things like that. And so that's what I was waiting to see here. And then, yeah, it was, it was laser beams and grenades. Yeah. Instead of his, his finger becomes a wire and a laser jumps out of his chest. And yeah. yeah. Redonkulous. Anything else for that one? No, I don't have anything. All right. Leatherhead beats the rat King. I, I don't think I had anything. I have written down soda pot grenades, but I think rat King had those before. I think I just don't like the idea that he makes. I couldn't, I couldn't out of remember soda. if he had those before, but yeah, like it's it's so dumb. And then like, oh god, what was it like? It, it was it, we had another case of like how much how much do the people of New York know about the Ninja Turtles? Because like I can't remember. Was it? Oh God, I can't remember. <laughs> it's so Leatherhead comes out of the truck. He's like, "I'm looking for turtles." Oh, with that's right. Masks. I'm looking for the teenage mutant ninja turtles. Yeah, and or, the guy I'm knows immediately. For, and he, yeah, and then he knows they're in the sewer. Yeah. Like. But but yet they still have to wear baby masks everywhere, so people don't know about them. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, my only thing is there was like the animation for the most part is good in these episodes. But there is like when Leatherhead gets blown out of the sewers and he just kind of looks like a balloon like floating away. You know, like oh, I mean, that was hilarious. I loved I, it. Yeah. I loved it. He was it, blasting it, off again. Like Team yeah, Rocket. I, I caught I, I I caught that you said that. <laughs> I don't know. There, I think I think there was another like explosion, like someone flying up in the air thing as well in that one where it just didn't look quite right. But mm-hmm. other than that, like everything was great. It was a yeah. I don't have I don't have any anchovies. Like this was a fantastic episode. Yeah. It was a great bit of animation where like something has exploded in front of Rat King and Leatherhead. So they're like wrestling behind this pile of rubble. And it almost feels like the animators like halfway through were like, hey, we're we're showing a really good wrestling match behind this pile of rubble. So like Leatherhead and Rat King just kind of slide out from behind it. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. Like they're clearly like not walking to the side or anything. They just kind of like yeah, over so we can that. see. Yeah, it's it 
kind of cracked me up. <laughs> it's like we, they were going to have him fight behind the pile of rubble, and then they realized there was more money in the budget. And so they... Yeah, yeah. So it was like, <laughs> but, they were, but they had already animated, like they already had some of it filmed, so they just like moved it slightly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that bit. Maybe we should talk about other things that we love. I think so. Oh, I love being a turtle. Right? No. Comedy comes in threes. I'm sure it'll come back around. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting I'm getting used to my role as Keith now. Right. 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 So a lot of the action, besides like that one moment where like Usagi and Shredder were clashing swords, is actually pretty fun on that episode. And, and there is a lot of action in it, a lot of kind of fighting and and running around. And so I did enjoy that for that. Yeah that episode for that reason it's my solid number two on this list i think mm. a solid number two you say a solid number <laughs> two. solid number two because <laughs> poop is funny yes 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 uh if you're gonna if you're gonna play keith tonight you gotta get you gotta get into that kind of potty sorry room, man. I, it's, it's okay. yeah, i'm getting used to it I'm getting used yeah to it. don't get too used to it uh i got <laughs> i got two things i like about this one is bebop and rocks today they steal his fuel truck but I don't think we even see it, but they apparently just they back it up through the wall of the warehouse instead of like going around to the docking bay or anything. Like when they're in the fireworks warehouse, it's just like it's been backed up perfectly through a wall. And I think that's the perfect little uh, detail for what they would do in that situation. And then I know Usagi's a little dumber in this, but I really just enjoy the fact that he doesn't understand magnets whatsoever. Like his sword goes flying into the wall. He doesn't get it. And then later it happens again. He's like, oh, come on, not again. Like he has no idea what's going on. He just accepts that like in this world, sometimes his sword goes flying into the wall for no reason. I yeah, think it's he, hilarious. Was he a member of the insane clown posse? <laughs> That's a dated reference. Yeah. I only barely get that. There was a kid. I had a locker partner that I didn't choose that was super into them. Did he do the whole face paint thing? Uh, not to school, he didn't. I don't know if he did it outside. But... <laughs> if he was a juggalo outside of, outside of school. But he did drugs. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I'm sure you only know that because you weren't doing drugs with him. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Making a metalhead then. I'm a sucker for robot turtles, so like I was all on board. Yeah, yeah, I said it earlier. I'll say it again. You love being a turtle? Characters? (laughs) Sorry. I love it. Yeah. I'm a sucker for it. You wanna you wanna make a robot of like the main characters that they have to fight or even not fight? I'm here for it. This was the one where the turtles were sick, right? Yeah, the yeah with with turtle pox. I really did enjoy like Rob Paulson's sick Raphael voice. It's so whiny and needy. It's 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 adorable. And then another adorable little thing is that I think I think a shredder calls Krang. And Krang's like working out. He's got like tiny little dumbbells that he's like he's in his robot body, like just lifting these tiny little dumbbells with his little brain arms. Uh, it's amazing. Oh yeah. That was great. It's fantastic. Anything else from Metalhead? I don't have anything. Uh, it was it was a great episode all around. Like I 
thoroughly enjoyed it uh it is a bummer that metalhead doesn't come back for a while um and then it's only one more time after this but yeah i would i would have loved to see more metalhead which is yeah. weird considering the fact that we left off with him like being their nurse at the lair and like being living with them essentially or just like being there it is kind of weird that we just never see him again except for like yeah because i think like i think the next time we see him like donatello's still reprogramming him uh i think it's been a long time because i i don't remember this episode um but i remember the next appearance because yeah, isn't he like their butler or something in the next appearance yeah he's like a um, maid of some sort yeah, he he. I remember like he's like vacuuming for them, um, yeah. which I know is true because NECA included a vacuum attachment for his arm. So, yeah. oh, perfect. That's what I need is a robot turtle to vacuum for me. Right. Don't we all? I, if you put a mask, if you put like an eye mask on your Roomba, that should work, right? <laughs> yeah, that but I also want to do the dishes too. Roomba's yeah. time to do this for the next episode. Uh, Leatherhead meets the Rat King. It is definitely like one of the better and more cohesive episodes. It's not even just one of the better and more cohesive episodes. This episode was hilarious. Yeah, it was great. I laughed out loud so many times. Like just everything that Leatherhead was saying. Like just every time he would get frustrated. Like, um, God, there were just there were so many lines. Um that were just so funny and i i i would have loved to see more leatherhead you know <laughs> running around the city yeah i like when he gets caught by the rat king and rat king throws a soda pop grenade at him and he's like i'll crush this silly thing <laughs> and he, he like puts he hits it with like a slab of metal and it explodes and as he's getting knocked out he's like me. silly thing she crushed back <laughs> yeah. passes out Oh, it's so good. Yeah, there's a lot of good lines. Even like the rest of the, the crew I, gets like, it even, on it. Even like the the opening the opening bit with like the oh gr- gross alligator luggage, gross alligator two gross alligator boots, one gross alligator man. Yes. And then when they send Vernon along with the news crew to to find the rat poison, mm-hmm. uh, Irma's like, yeah, if you're looking for rat poison, it's always a good idea to bring along a rat. Yeah, like it's, Irma's like super yeah. sassy in this episode too. It's good, and, and you know, I'll give David Wise a lot of flack, like a lot of credit because he did do a lot of great things for all of our childhoods. But often his episodes go off the rails, like like the first Usagi episode, and they just they lack some sort of cohesion. But this episode, like everything works together. Like Rat Poison has been stolen. It's the Rat King. Uh, he needs humans, so he gets to the news crew. They have cardboard cutouts of themselves at the at the garbage station. They use those later. Like it all comes together so well. Like, like one of the ones that cracked me up was like April's like, this is the spot where the tanker truck was last seen. Look, a hole in the wall. Sounds like my apartment, Irma. Yes. <laughs> like Jesus, Irma. Spencer, I know you didn't like Leatherhead blasting off again. But when he blasts off, he screams jambalaya. I yeah. thought that was the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, it's not the fact that he blasts off. It's just like the way it looks animated. Like that was all it was. It's just the way it looked, the way the animation looked of it happening. You know, he can yeah. blast out of the sewers as far as they want to blast him. <laughs> Speaking of blasting. That part of it was bad. 
as I was watching this, I was taking notes and I just have Leatherhead with a bazooka is something I've always wanted. And then the next note is Rat King tanking a bazooka blast from Leatherhead God, in yeah, the, the chest is something I've always, always like Leatherhead wanted. pulling the bazooka out of nowhere was just so funny. What yeah, do you call it? His turtle stomper? Yeah, he, he, and he just it. like built it out of trash in the sewer. It's amazing. I mean, if Donatello can do it, I mean, leather. we don't know how dumb or smart Leatherhead is. Yeah, I mean, he he made it all the way to New York in the back of a truck, so he, he knows what he's doing. He's got a plan. Yeah, it's it's really questionable about how smart or dumb he possibly is. I mean, he, you know, tries to just, like, smash grenades while at the same time also can just build a bazooka. <laughs> Brain smarts, no street smarts. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> Uh, this is also, I think this is our third episode without Shredder or Krang. Yeah, this is another one of those. I was having so much fun, I didn't even notice. Yeah, I think they weren't in, oh, I was keeping a list. Which is probably another reason why I just found myself liking this episode more than I usually do. With a lot of these, like a lot more. You know, actually yeah. enjoying it is because they're hmm. Shredder and Krang, it's not the same thing again. Mm-hmm. They weren't in Case of the Hot Kimono last time we watched the show. Yeah. And then way back, way earlier in season three, they weren't in Enter the Rat King, another Rat King episode. So, yeah. Like, that is definitely when I've probably had, like, when I really, I've noticed this now, I guess, is that usually when I end up actually enjoying an episode more than usual, it's because I'm not watching them fight Shredder and Krang again. Hmm. No, it's not yeah. the same story. I think, oh, I can't remember what. Um, what figure it was, but there's uh, some NECA figures that come with the cardboard cutouts of Bebop and Rocksteady, including like the Rocksteady with the mustache drawn on him. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I can't remember which figures it was, though. That's all I got for these episodes. This, yeah, this was same a good here. run. Yeah. A, these were three great episodes. Like, if anything, like I would tell people, watch Leatherhead meets the Racking and then Metalhead. Yeah, no, these are definitely some of some of the best ones we've seen in season three so far. Well should then, we, should we talk about our news? I think so. April O'Neil, Channel Nine News, uh, Channel Six News. Mortal Kombat. Raiden. Johnny Cage. Scorpion, Sub Zero, Sonia. Does he was it Sonia or does he say Sonia or does he say Sonia Blade? I I don't know. It's been I can't time. remember. Anyway, I was anyway. You were saying something, Keith? <laughs> oh, I said I was I was a Street Fighter kid. I don't. Oh uh, yeah, I was a Street Fighter kid too. Yeah. I watched the shit out of the movie because I you know Mortal Kombat the movie was cool. Oh yeah, Bill. One of the best video game adaptations. It's fantastic. I, the first one, it's cheesy, but it's still it, it. It's a movie, and it makes sense of Mortal Kombat's plot more so than the new movie did. Yeah, I was a little underwhelmed by the new movie. Um, I I liked the designs, and I liked that they tried to make everything work. But it's like you should you should have just remade the first one with the modern stuff. Yeah. Mm. With the modern effects. I mean, with the modern effects, with the modern designs, like, I love the new Scorpion. 
Yeah. Um, who I, uh, God, I've been saying his name and now I can't remember his name. What was it? Uh, Hiroyuki Sonata. Like, 100%. How badass would he be as Shredder? Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Like, ah, uh, he'd be so cool as Shredder. Yeah. I'd, I'd even take him as Splinter, but like, I want that man in Turtles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make him Shredder. Make young Carlos Esposito Stockman. Like, yeah. Feel that man has been typecast in the best way possible. Yeah. No, yeah. he's perfect for playing just the villain, the smart yeah. villain you love yeah. to hate. It's, it's great. And I love him for that reason. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, yeah, hey, news. <laughs> Back to it. What we got? Uh, let's see. Back to it. If you guys, um, uh, it's long over by now, but uh, NECA did a little pre-order for some new figures that they had in stock of, uh, believe it was Ground Chuck and Dirtbag and Wingnut and Screwloose. So of the new tune versions of those figures, uh, I picked up Ground Chuck and Dirtbag. Um, I don't remember them in the TV show, but I have very fond memories of them in Mutants in Manhattan, the video game, or not Mutants in Manhattan, Manhattan Project. Uh, Manhattan Project. God, just take away my certified Ninja Turtle expert card. Yep, I'll take a card. Thank you. Oh, You're no. down to three. <laughs> but uh, no, that was the only one I'm certified in. Sorry, man. Oh, man. I, I don't make the rules. I just take the cards. I, I boned myself. Make it, make it like the whittling chip in Scouts, you know? <laughs> the whittling four chip. Corners. And if you make a mistake, you, you get a corner clipped. And then if you get all four corners clipped, you're out. You oh, man. That's harsh. Privileges for the rest of the Scout camp. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that pre-order uh, actually just ended today as we record this. Um but yeah, if you saw that, hope you got what you wanted. That does mean that the figures should ship hopefully, uh, because these were these weren't like the open pre-orders where they uh, get the number of orders and then send them to you know China to be manufactured. Like these were actual ones that they had here. So the good news is, is that if you didn't get those figures from NECA directly. Um, they'll most likely be showing up in Target stores soon. Because Ooh. if NECA's already got them and is able to ship them out, that means that Target should be able to do that. So definitely keep an eye on your local Targets. Um, I've been having luck lately. Mines have been pretty well stocked. Um, I know even, Keith, you picked up Chrome Dome. Uh, Mondo. Recently. Mondo Gecko. Oh, Mondo Gecko. Yeah, I got Chrome yeah. Dome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely keep an eye out for those. Uh, as far as figures, you guys talked about uh, Leo last week, um, which Leo I, is Igor. Yeah, I okay. So I I missed the Igor part, and I thought he was the Hunchback of Notre Dame. So did I. Yes, because like somebody said Igor, and they like spelled it Y G O R, and I was like, that's not how you spell Igor, <laughs> you nerd. And it turned out Igor. You know, turned out. I was the I was the nerd, mm. but uh, yeah, I definitely am on that. I was surprised that one didn't go up for pre-order. Huh. 
Do we get the other two turtles as anything, or is it just we have not? So those okay. were the only two that they announced. Um, and so there's a lot of speculation of like what could be next. So if you look at the roster of uh of Universal Monsters, which I think when we were talking about it when Raph was revealed, none of us picked Igor. No, so yeah. I mean that that just means like anything is kind of on the table. So uh yeah. I don't even I don't even know what they would pick. My it literally could be anything. Yeah, like my we were talking about it a bit last week, and like my only guess is that they'd maybe continue the like Frankenstein theme because Igor is you know also in Frankenstein. Yeah, so, so it would be monster. Donatello as Frankenstein the scientist, and then Michelangelo as Frankenstein's bride. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> What if like Michelangelo was like Van Helsing? Any priest who's not really Frankenstein related, but that would there be kind of cool. There is an old Universal movie. We're also saying this: it's Frankenstein meets the Wolfman or versus the Wolfman or something like that. Yeah, no, it could be the Wolfman. Did you watch that, Spencer? I still haven't watched it. Ah, man, I was hoping for a report. I know. I was. I've been watching like the very, very first ones of all of them because they're all on Peacock. Uh, and so like I've watched the Mummy. Uh, I watched the Invisible Man, and Dracula. And I would say, oh, yeah, I forgot the Peacock is Universal streaming service. Yeah, and I think some like, of my favorite of those old ones is the Invisible Man. That one's actually kind of funny. I think Randy on Twitter, like somebody asked him about an Invisible Man, and he like seemed receptive to that. So I don't know if that was a hint that we should look, keep an eye out that like Mikey's going to be the invisible man or what, but there's also Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I believe that's one of theirs. Uh, hmm. okay. um, so that would be kind of neat. Like the mummy, one of the natural ones, like that's obviously a big one. That could be it. Mm-hmm. We'll keep our ears to the ground and let y'all know what we hear. Yeah. Other news, someone else went up for pre-order. News for people like me that love Funko Pops. Uh, they just, re- like right now, for pre-order exclusive to Entertainment Earth, I believe. But I think they also went up for pre-order on Big Bad Toy Store. Uh, there are Mirage Comic-inspired Ninja Turtle Pops now. So they've got shading and stuff to kind of make them look like the comics. They all have red headbands. Uh, you've got the four turtles, Casey and Shredder. And there's rare chaser ones that are black and white instead of colored. They look really cool. I'm a fan. They do look really cool. Yeah. I, I think I like the black and white one a little better just because like the shading that they use is all black. Yes. It looks like it's like just not painted. It went in color, but yeah, they look really, really cool. Yeah. I, I prefer the black and white myself, but mm-hmm. the black and white are more rare. And there's a yeah. part of me that if I'm going to have to get some in color, I want them all color so that they all match. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. But that's just me. Uh, in our last bit of news, um, Varner Studios, who I talked about a couple of weeks ago, who kind of confirmed unofficially the title of the next movie. Um, Varner Studios, they d- designed pretty much the entire Playmates toy line. Um, they have a Kickstarter that uh, is 450 pages of sketches 
of all the classic Ninja Turtles toys. Um, so that's available on Kickstarter right now. Um, needed to raise five thousand uh, dollars. It raised fifteen thousand dollars and fifty one cents. It's a nice palindrome um, as of right now on um, uh, November third. Um, fifty seven days to go to you know keep giving them more money. Um, the rewards are pretty cool. You get a copy of the book uh, at fifty dollars signed by the um, right the author of the book, Tanner Riley. Um, but for seventy five dollars then um steve varner who's the, the founder of varner studios will also sign the book so uh i backed it at that that one because this is a pretty cool thing to have like i will um i'm definitely interested on this so uh as of now it's 57 days left in the campaign um so yeah we'll probably post the i'll probably post the link up to it on facebook or something I'm pretty interested in that. I, I missed out on Rad Plastic, which was another book about uh, that toy line. So I might, I might well, have to kick this one out. What's definitely cool is uh, it's not super officially announced yet, but Pixel Dan has uh, been teasing that he's working on a uh, book about Ninja Turtles action figures, very similar to his History of He-Man action figures book. And I definitely will be picking that up because I am a huge fan of Pixel Dan. Awesome. Pixel Dan, send us money. Don't send us money. I give him money every month. <laughs> give, give Mike his money back. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Any, anything else for news? Nah, I don't have. Oh, April O'Neil just came out. <laughs> it came out today. Today. Yeah. The day Best of Arple. A best week. of Arpel O'Neill. Yes. The best of Arpel O'Neill. I haven't been to my comic book store in a while. I'm, I'm excited to see what's in that. Yeah, I haven't been I haven't been to my comic book store since last Ronin came out. So I'm definitely due back. Same actually, I think. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah. The same for me too. Life kids. But guys, support your support your local comic book store. <laughs> Be better than us. <laughs> So, uh, Spencer, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're finally going to be getting into TMNT Volume 2. So we're going to be reading issues 1 through 3. And for people that don't know where to find that, it is in the series uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Classics. And it is, Volume 2 is in the final three books of that series. Okay. So, I want to say that's seven, eight, and nine. If you guys want to read along, uh, that is available on Comixology Unlimited. So five bucks a month will get you access to those books. Come on, come on, Mike. You're supposed to do the outro. Oh, you know, I, I already did it last week. So why, why, don't you, <laughs> why don't you take it this time? All right. Uh, guys, if you like the show, let us know somewhere on the internet um, at Ninja Turtle PH on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. If you want to leave a review for the show, we'd appreciate five stars, but we'll take any stars you want to give us. Um, but that ha- does help the algorithm, you know, push our show out there so other people can find it. Uh, if you guys like Ninja Turtles, tell a friend, you know, send them our way. Um, I asked uh, on Twitter um, because I <laughs> finally the week that i was not here i was kind of prepping everybody to tell us like all the cool things because it, uh it's been 10 years since nickelodeon bought 
Ninja Turtles. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Like, how did you feel when that happened? I mean, sad. My show got canceled. <laughs> Your show was already canceled. It was already done. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like in a lull between things. Like, it was after uh, the 2007 movie and the 2003 cartoon. Um, I wasn't reading volume four at all at the time. So I, it didn't, it didn't mean a lot to me at the time, I guess. Yeah. I mean, for me, like I said, I, I just saw that, it, you know, went up on Nickelodeon during that time. It was also just kind of, I think that they merged two of the Saturday morning chat, like cartoon channels, you know, it was like four kids TV and then CW no, what was it? It might have. It was beyond being WB Kids. It might have been CW Kids. Anyway, and then it became the CW Four Kids, and it was just the slow death of Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Well, what is your favorite thing to come out of the Nick era? IDW Ninja Turtles, hands down. Like All right. Comic books. Definitely. I had a feeling that was going to be it. Yeah. Same's IDW. IDW. Comics. Yeah. Uh I, I love IDW, uh, but because I haven't mentioned it once this episode, uh, it's going to be Rise. All right. <laughs> there we go. But I did ask a couple people on Twitter uh, what they loved. Uh, Ninja Turtle Nerd 1984 also loves Rise. Um, our friends over at Turtle Recall the, love the 2012 series. That's one of their favorite things to come out of the Nick era. Seahawk uh, awesome. Samurai also loves uh, the 2012 Turtles. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I saw the designs for the 2012 series. They were on the, like the back cover of Previews magazine at the yeah. comic shop, and I was like, "Man, that doesn't look terrible." I, I think I could watch that. And and I remember, uh, but so this this is how long ago this was. Uh, it was back when Hulu only would post the last like five episodes of a series, mm-hmm. and I tried to start watching it like week six or something. So I the first one was already off of hulu i could only watch episodes two through six and so i went on youtube and found some kid like in his bedroom with a camcorder trained on his like 13 inch crt television watching the first episode and watched that and then watched it on hulu after that so wow little kid if you're still out there uh thank you man because like i i am totally a sequential watcher i don't know that i would have stuck with it if i had missed the first episode and i i really like that series um I, I think it has some of the highest highs and lowest lows it's a little uneven but it's a really good series so. yeah thank you it's it's definitely like if i if i wanted to show somebody ninja turtles for the first time that's probably going to be the version that i show them mm. um, I can see that. just to kind of just because it, it is the most modern fun version like i'd love to start off with rise but that is a, that is a, you get more of an appreciation if you, if you if you're familiar with the turtles but if like somebody's coming in i've never seen turtles before you know i'll probably start them off with 2012 just to kind of and then it's like okay okay you like that you like how funny that is why don't uh let's step it up a notch and go read some comics and <laughs> give them slide them on over to idw yeah all right all right all right but uh yeah guys uh thank you for everybody who chimed in on um, our Twitter where I asked that question. Um, and yeah, if you guys ever want to tell us anything, head on over, like I said, Ninja Turtle PH on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, yeah, we'll love everyone, every one of you. Mm-hmm. So that's our show this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. 
Until next time, cowabunga dudes. Cowabunga. Whew. I don't never want to meet another turtle so long as I live. This gator stay and put in this swamp. <laughs> I guarantee. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That's pretty good. I like it. I know originally it was going to be, I, I crushed this. Oh, it crushed me. Yeah. But then she, she crushed you back. See, yeah, she crushed. This thing she crushed back. I like, love I, I cracked up so hard at that. I don't know that there's a version of the turtles so far where Leatherhead isn't one of my favorite things about it. Honestly, yeah, like, like he's I always loved, good. I loved him so much more in this episode than the first episode. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I think like, it was. The, I think it was the frogs that brought it down for me in the first episode because having Leatherhead by himself, he's hilarious. Yeah, totally. Well, he's. I mean, he's great in IDW. He's great in 2012. He's great in Mirage. Uh, I liked him in the 2003 series. Uh, he like he's always great. He's he's always really solid, even though he runs the gamut from crazy cajun alligator man to like outer space brain honestly alien I'm, child I'm perfectly so. okay with this being the default leatherhead i know we talked about it last time i know spencer hates it i i do but it's i i love this leatherhead and i think the leatherhead that we know from mirage should be a different character i'm okay with i'm okay with separating the two but this one has to be called leatherhead no no, nah, the original should be called leather. <laughs> boom, boom. Bow down if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like I get I, I, I get why you don't like it. Um but it, it it's just so much fun. It's like what else would you call it? Like Leatherhead's such a perfect name for a Cajun alligator man. But it's such a perfect name for the leatherhead we know and love already it's not it's not though nothing like maybe the idw one because they like they call him like the leatherhead of the swamp and stuff but it's like leatherhead in 2012 mikey gives him that nickname um i don't he was already calling himself leatherhead in mirage wasn't he Maybe Utrams gave him that name. Maybe Utrams gave him that. That doesn't seem like a name yeah. the Utrams would give him. I always thought it'd be cool if Leatherhead. They would call them like test subject or something. I, I always thought it'd be cool if Leatherhead played like old timey football because those used to be called Leatherheads because they had leather. Helmets, if he was like a mutated know? old footballer. Yeah, totally. Like that would be cool. I don't write um, comics, but if anybody's looking, uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when when Sophie's done, and then when Tom's done, you know, then it'll be, then yeah. it'll be Keith's time to shine. Do we know when is Tom getting back on the ongoing? Because I know like Sophie's Sophie was supposed to be done a while ago, and like she just keeps getting extended. Does anybody know like when she is done? Uh, I think she's. I don't know when she's done. Done, but isn't um. Isn't the Pantheon War supposed to be uh, her? Like that's back to Tom, and that's in the main book. Yeah, like they, they did the annual. Uh, I don't know where they're going from there though with it though yet. So they haven't really. We haven't heard anything about Armageddon. Oh, one twenty two also came out today. Mm-hmm. Man, I gotta yeah. go to my comic book store. I'm behind. Was it today? I think it came out last week. Uh, I think, hang on. I think I saw it on my store. My store posts their um, stuff, which Keith, did you follow comics TNT on Instagram? Uh, that Maybe not in so many words. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, 122 also came out today. Oh, all right. All right. Dang, I missed that. Well, uh, news. That's okay. We got it in the bonus. We got it in the bonus. Comic. There we go. Yeah. Shoot, I thought I announced that like a couple weeks ago. Maybe not. Oh, oh yeah. We're, we're following comics TNT. We are? Okay. Well, you see, the problem is I'm a month behind. I, I always get last month's issue because it drops to half price uh, digitally if, if you wait a month. So, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm cheap. <laughs> You're frugal. Frugal is the word. Frugal, yes. There you go. Anyway, it's getting late on my end, and I've got an early morning. So. Yeah, who wants what episode or what issues next week? Uh, this is all new territory to me. So, can I read issue one? Sure. I'll just do... go backwards. Yeah, let's go backwards. Let's do three. All righty. Cool. cool. Okie doke, then. See you guys next week. Yeah, take care, guys. All right, guys. Later. Night.